Well, hello and welcome to a new episode of Gab and Grow. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin. And today we're doing a new uh, little sub-series in the program where we're going to be talking about and learning about some of the administrative offices on campus and people who might have something to do with your life as a student here at WCSU. So to start off this series, we're talking with the Dean of the Ansel School of Business, Dr. David Martin. Hello. Welcome. Well, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate your offer. We're very glad to have you with us. So I want to get into the Dean stuff in a minute, but I want to start by just asking you, tell us a little bit about you. You know, Where'd you come from? What, what interested you in business? How did you come to WCSU? Well, um, I was born in Hartford many, many years ago. <laughs> we won't say how many, but... Um, uh, and I grew up in Hartford and East Hartford and uh, went to Catholic schools for a while, both public and Catholic. But junior year on, I was at Catholic schools, went to East Catholic High School and graduated from there. Started at Central, uh, got married while I was at Central, went to uh, Long Island, a company I was working with, uh, closed down in Wethersfield and moved to Long Island. So I moved with them and Finished my undergraduate degree at CW Post, okay. uh, which is now LIU Post. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, from there, I went on to, uh, came back to Connecticut and uh, started uh, my MBA, although I didn't finish there. I eventually ended up in Illinois and um, finished at Western Illinois. Okay. I've so, actually been there before. Oh, have you? I Macomb? Have, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a small town, <laughs> yeah. although I did ma uh, take most of my classes in a little, little town called Quincy, Illinois. Okay. So they came down most of the time and did take some up on campus. And then uh, I was working for a company that made mud pumps for the oil industry. Not an exciting thing, but <laughs> it was paying the bills. And the oil industry went to heck in a basket in very quick order. And uh, so I got laid off, actually, and then um, a little college across town, Quincy College, decided mm -hmm. to hire me for the faculty in business. And from there, I started my doctoral program at St. Louis University, and eventually they took pity on me and said, <laughs> how long have you been here? And I said, oh, so some six years or whatever. And they say, yeah, you graduate. So, <laughs> so I got a doctorate in um, uh with a PhD uh, emphasis in finance and a minor in decision science, and then went to St. Bonaventure University mm -hmm. in Western New York. Long story, I ended up at uh, St. John Fisher College as dean okay. up in Rochester, New York, and I was there for four years. During that time, we got reaccredited with AACSB, mm -hmm. which is our accrediting body, and then we also built a new building. So. Uh, through those two things, I said, well, I've done enough here. <laughs> and then uh, the Western opportunity mm -hmm. opened up, and um, I wanted somebody with experience with AACSB, and I have plenty of that. And also the fact that it was in Connecticut was a big draw yeah. because I'm originally from Connecticut. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I survived the uh, process, <laughs> and they offered me the position, and I said, okay, fine. And um, uh, so that was almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's funny how time flies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to it's it'll be 31 years in February for me. Oh, wow. And and I came for 3. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's wild how fast it, it, does. it all goes, yeah, but yeah. well, that's a really kind of very roundabout way to getting at deanhood, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, I I uh I started to notice I I became a chair of a I was at Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania. Faculty member tenured, and um, 
I, I decided that um, I wanted to – well, the department asked me to take over the chair position, and I did. And, and a funny thing happened uh, to me was as I began to look at this and began to do it, I really enjoyed – the leadership and management role. Mm-hmm. I was engaged, in fact, more so than teaching at that point. And uh, so I, you know, I, I, there was a college, King's College in Wilkes-Barre, who was looking for a mm-hmm. dean and uh, of the business school. And uh, it was right up the road. I wouldn't have had to move or anything. So we had a lot of conversations and interviews and all that. I was hired there to bring them through mm-hmm. AACSB accreditation, which was the first time I did that and um, but it was I, I noticed it was that desire to spend more time being concerned about the administrative things mm-hmm. than about the teaching part yeah. of it so it, it felt it was telling me something yeah I needed to go more administrative which I've done ever since yeah although I do teach now and I actually enjoy teaching that one class a semester because <laughs> it's a break from what I yeah, normally right. do yeah Right. So tell us, what is a dean? What does a dean do? Well, I, I had to explain that to a bunch of seventh graders <laughs> at, at Wisconsin uh, uh, Middle School a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And uh, basically, I likened it for them to a uh, principal okay. at, at a school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's not quite the same thing, but right. it's along those lines. You know, I, I uh, have uh, I manage the faculty resources um, I manage the schedules mm-hmm. in, in some sense. The chairs develop them. I have to approve them. So um, we have a process in place for that. I manage the financial resources of the institution and the deal with students in terms of um, suspensions, dean's mm-hmm. lists, uh, probations, all yeah. those sorts of things. So, And I'm also here um, part of the process in grade appeals and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So anything that has to deal with uh, variance from the normal, I, I get involved in. What would you say is the most important thing in your mind that you do as a dean? Uh, I think I think the most important thing actually is having a vision of what we need to accomplish in terms of programs. Mm-hmm. Um, since I've been here, we've added uh, BBA and cybersecurity, mm-hmm. and that's proving to be a winner. Uh, and uh, so that was number one. Yeah. Uh, number two now is we are really working uh, hard on infusing data analytics into our program. Uh, you can't go anywhere yeah. in business today without having some awareness and mm-hmm. knowledge of data analytics. So we've been talking about how we do that. We have a pilot course in accounting that will start this spring in mm-hmm. a few weeks. Um, and we've had to uh, get special software to be able to handle it. So it's that sort of thing. Programmatically mm-hmm. is getting the faculty to think about how they might be able to uh, get us to be the school of the future. Because yeah. you, if you're in the future and you start to say, oh, we got to do this, it's too yeah. late. Yeah. Somebody's already done it and, right. and you need to, to get out there and, and get ahead of that. Yeah. So there's always things that you have to do, but it's also thinking that step ahead right. to what's next and how do we yeah. get there before we need to. So surveying the environment yeah. is what I call it. and. It really is helpful, and it's helpful to the faculty mm-hmm. because they don't—they survey the environment in their area, mm-hmm. but they don't do it 
totality yeah. related to the business program. Um, or JLA. I've got yeah, to throw in JLA right. as well. So. Yeah, I've, I've always tried to understand how that kind of fit in the business school area. But my, my, the story I'm told is that uh, when they were That's moving— That's where they had the, classroom space. They had classroom <laughs> space, and they figured out there no one would bother them. <laughs> they were basically yeah. right. So. <laughs> it's kind of a neat thing to have them together, but it's, it's you know, a little different too. So— um, what would you say, it, because we focus a lot of this on students, so when do students come to see you as a dean? What are the normal kind of contacts that you have with them? Uh, great appeals, yeah. great changes, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, that's that's always number one. Uh, number two, if they can't get into a course that they want mm -hmm. um, and uh, – or at the time that they want, which is the biggest biggest problem we have. You know, we have in the school of uh, the Ansel School of Business of fourteen hundred students or so, mm -hmm. and trying to create schedules that accommodate yeah. all of their needs is impossible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our attitude has been: we're going to offer the courses. If you need it to graduate, you will find it. We will find a course for you mm -hmm. that fits and accommodates your needs. Uh, and sometimes I just had one uh, with a JLA student. It, it was difficult. It took probably three days of back and forth. Mm -hmm. Can you do it this time? Can you do it? As, as in this case, the student had uh, special needs with a young child uh, in terms of babysitting mm -hmm. and all this and working and all this other stuff. That's typical of yeah, our student. Right. And so, you know, we, we try to be aware of it. We also try to – we're trying to do better in getting the faculty to understand they need to be more aware of getting the students to take the courses when they need to take yeah. them so that we can clean that sort of thing up. And I think the faculty have been good about that, and we're doing much better. Uh, the other thing that faculty uh, – uh, students will come to me on – will be, I don't like my professor. <laughs> you know, I think my professor is X, fill in the blank. Yep. And then I just have to hold hands and say yep. stuff like that. Surprisingly, yep. I get a lot of parents call too. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a different thing now. We were talking a little yeah. before we got started about, you know, the, the parent involvement in, in right. things now. I think I saw something the other day that instead of helicopter parents, which we've been calling them for years, it's yeah. lawnmower parents who <laughs> clear a path for their yeah. kids so that they never have to, you know, hit a bumpy yeah. road kind of thing. So it's yeah, I've had one yeah. recently, and I try to, you know, I, if a parent calls me, I will take the call, yeah, and I will deal with them as best mm -hmm. I can. Uh, it's, but what I try to do, and I, I've done this for many years now is to get the student involved mm -hmm. in the process. And I had one recently where, where the parent was just taking the lead on everything, and I finally said, okay, I'm going to have an email conversation with your son, and I'm not going to include you in on this because I need to have it with him. He's a senior, and I need for him yeah. to take responsibility. So, and the, to his credit, the father has... has uh, you know, uh, dealt with that appropriately, mm -hmm. and but sometimes it's just it's just like you have to say this is the last conversation mm -hmm. we're having on yeah. this. I've explained to you why we do things. We have policies. I'm very good at saying here's the policy. Here's what we're doing and mm -hmm. why we're doing it. 
And we need those policies, and they make sense. And if you don't like the policy, well, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I think sometimes, you know, we have a lot of students who are first generation too. So sometimes Mm -hmm. parents are just calling really to kind of figure it out for themselves too and be able to help their students. But sometimes they can't stop the helping, I think. And that's that's when we do exactly the same kind of thing that, that you do is to say, you know, I'm I'm happy to explain what's going on to you, right. but it's really helpful for me to hear from your son or daughter right. what's going on and to work with them directly so that we can, you right. know, they're the ones living in this situation. Right. So let's... And, and they have to learn how to deal with conflict yeah. and confrontation. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, but yeah. it's, it's important uh, for them because once they leave here and are fully immersed in the business world... Yeah. It's going to occur, and yeah. mom and dad at some point are not going to be in that equation, and they need to be able to stand up and articulate for themselves mm-hmm. what their concerns are. Yeah. So uh, it, it that's probably uh, the most challenging part. Mm-hmm. Uh, students, I think, are okay, I, yeah. you know, and I know where they're coming from. I understand, and as I tell students, I teach a class, and as I tell students um, – you can't come to me and say, well, I work because I went to school full-time, uh, worked full-time. And, of course, I did 12 hours rather yeah. than 15, but yeah. still. Uh, so I did all that, had a family. Uh, my master's was f- uh, part-time and my, uh, you know, working full-time. Mm-hmm. Same thing for my doctorate. Uh, you know, I had two jobs at one point teaching at, at the school I was yeah. getting my doctorate. and. Also, at the school that was employing me. Yep. And so, you know, I, I had a lot. Fortunately, I could do a lot of things in common. I could give the same exams. That was really good. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was uh, – you, you just do it. And I understand it. And I understand all the issues and problems that students like that face. And I think we're real good, all, by and large, in handling that. But I, I tell them you can't use that as an excuse yep. either. You have to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's finding the way to manage what's on your plate. Right. You know, so. And I think it helps them mm-hmm. absolutely because I talk to employers all the time and they, they come back and tell me, look, uh, your, your students work. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking to um, one of the local regional accounting firms and they said, we love your students. They work. They could do a little more help here, which is Excel. Mm-hmm. And which is data analytics, and yep. we say we're working on that. Yep. We've got that. We we understand. But they said they will go in there. They will work hard, and you can't believe how employers love that. Yeah, you know somebody shows up and says mm-hmm. I'm ready to go, and it's not what you owe me. It's what I owe you. Yep. So Yeah. Let's uh, switch gears a little yep. bit from that talk specifically about Dean and talk to me a bit about the Ansel School. What's special about it? Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, let me let me brag on JLA for just a sure. moment. I think we have the finest uh, justice and law program in the state. Um, we uh, uh, have great faculty. They're experts in their field. They're, many of them have practical experience as either a lawyer, mm-hmm. as a police officer. Uh, we just hired a faculty member who was – uh, a lieutenant in the New York City Police Department in the Internal Affairs Division. Um, we've had uh, Terry Dwyer, mm-hmm. who is, uh, was on the uh, uh, New York State Police. Yep. Uh, was I believe he got to the rank of lieutenant. He's also a lawyer. 
and he uh, still deals with uh, police officers yep. in his role as a lawyer. So they, they, they're able, the faculty, to merge both the, the research side and, and the practical side. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think makes it a really yeah. effective group of faculty. Um, and, you know, we, we put people in police departments, probation offices, mm -hmm. you, you name it, we're putting people out there. And it's mm -hmm. one of the largest majors, if not the largest, on campus. Yeah. On the business side, we, we worked hard since I came here, April 30th of last year. We earned the most prestigious business school accreditation mm -hmm. in the world, yep. uh, AACSB, and uh, that stands for the Association to Advance Collegiate Schools of Business. Um, uh, they are It's a wonderful organization, 820 accredited members. Yep. Uh, many more wanting to join. We have over 2,000 members. Wow. Um, they're headquartered in Tampa, so it's good to go there occasionally. <laughs> uh, and they also, um, uh, 820 members of 57 countries. Oh, wow. Uh, so we have accredited. I, I tell folks that they have accredited members on every continent except Antarctica, <laughs> which has no schools, right. especially if you don't count the penguins. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that yeah. was that was yeah. a long time coming. There was a lot of oh, work a lot that of went years, on there. A so. lot of years uh, yeah. to get that. And uh, I was fortunate. I came in, and I think the faculty were at the point of saying, let's just get this done. Yeah. And so the faculty were fantastic. I always told the faculty, look, they don't accredit deans. They accredit faculty. Mm -hmm. So it's their productivity. It's what they're doing. And so uh, my my role was to guide them with all the experience I've had with AACSB. My goal was to help guide them through that process and make sure we were doing the right things. And we did. So it was it was great. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, so uh, now I'm not going through that now. So yeah. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit with Elise Budnick mm -hmm. and um, Stephen Schultz, who is a student tutor at the Learning yeah. Commons, and and they're actually their show is going to be on the week that this show is on because oh, we tape these in advance for those who don't know. So um, they had some great information about the Learning Commons and what yeah. it does, um, and do some really wonderful things up there too. I wondered if there was anything that you wanted to. Well, okay, that was the reason I came here. Yeah. Really, uh, when I saw what they were doing with the Learning Commons and taking uh, students who were uh, at risk mm -hmm. and helping them in, in the process of getting better. But, you know, we, we do believe we're transformational in, mm -hmm. in the lives of many students. And so what they're able to do up there is to connect individually with students. We know that students who go there get higher grades in the classes in which we tutor them. Mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, started, uh, at least started in the last couple of years, uh, group study for advanced classes, oh, nice. which has been really significant. Mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, students come in, they all work together, which I, I believe in. I, yeah. That's how I studied as a doctoral mm -hmm. student. Yep. You know, a lot of it was, some of it was on our own, but we also did, uh, I, I remember a couple courses I, teaching part-time for St. Louis University. I could, I could, had access to the faculty lounge. So yep. Sunday nights, we, uh, we spent, uh, we, yeah, we took over the lounge, had coffee and stuff. It was great, but we worked together. Yeah. So um, I, I just think it's fantastic. I'm so proud of what they do there. 
And, uh, you know, it just is uh, – it's a great group and the students love it. So, A couple questions I did want to get in. Not everyone is a business major, but right. I think – I think sometimes people can benefit from, you know, doing things outside of their mm-hmm. their comfort zone or their box that they put themselves in. Are there classes or, or things that you might recommend to non-business majors that they might find helpful or, you know, make them more successful in, in whatever their major is? Well, I, I think, first of all, everybody should have an understanding of financial accounting, not to be accountants, but to understand what a balance sheet and income statement is are people have trouble with that yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it, no matter what organization you're going to work for they're going to have financial statements mm-hmm. and so as a consequence it's helpful to get an understanding of that uh, secondly I, w- I would recommend uh, organizational behavior which is mm-hmm. an intro to management course how how do people interact together mm-hmm. in the work environment how do teams become successful all these sorts of little ideas and and uh, tricks that you can learn to make yourself more productive in a workspace. Again, doesn't matter what the workspace is. Everybody's got the same issues ultimately, so you can learn about that. I think principles of marketing is also a, a fantastic course yeah. because no matter what, you got to sell. Mm-hmm. If you don't sell, whatever wherever you're working. Uh, you're not going to have anything right. to, to do because right. nobody's going to be there. Every business has to market. Every yeah. business has to sell product to a customer. So it doesn't mean you're going to end up in sales, but it does mean that you should take a look at what it means to be effective in mm-hmm. marketing. So those would be the three courses. I have an affinity for finance because mm-hmm. that's my where my degree is. But I think that um, – Unless you've got a better background in math, yeah. people get intimidated by yeah. formulas, and so <laughs> we try to demystify that. Yeah. But still, it's those are the other three. I think would be very good. It satisfy every major. It would not hurt anybody. And in fact, I think students who have a creative bent, marketing mm-hmm. and and digital marketing, would be uh, an area to actually go study. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for business majors, are there like a top three list of things that you think would help them be more successful? Uh, the first, well, specifically not not for major, okay, but specifically for students. Uh, research indicates this. That first of all, go to class. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's no other substitute for going to class. Yeah. I remember one time I had a student who had, hadn't been in but two classes, I think, all semester. And I, I looked at him. He wanted help to get his grade higher yep. at the end, and I don't do that yep. because he didn't come. I don't know why I have to work right. harder, right? So that's yep. my approach. <laughs> but he said uh, – I said, well, you haven't been to class. And he looked at me and said, well, I didn't get anything out of going to class. I said, of course not. You weren't there. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh, go to class. I mean, yep. if a student comes to class, is ready, is on time, is ready to go – uh, at the end of the day, I think most faculty appreciate that and do what they can to help that student be successful. <clears throat> Secondly is engage the class outside of class time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that a lot of students don't do. Uh, and uh, not a lot. Some of the students right. don't do. But it, the ones who have trouble are those who don't engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not high school. It is, uh, uh, it, it's something that you have to – really, truly participate in. 
And, and the third thing is uh, work together. Uh, I think encouraging people to, to do teamwork, you know, <clears throat> the old days of going in the library mm-hmm. as we did, you know, finding a carol yep. and piles of books and all this sort of stuff, that's over. Yeah. So, and, 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 Work environments don't require mm-hmm. that. Ask us to be teammates. So work together, learn together, and those who are stronger will teach those who are weaker, enforcing, reinforcing what they what they know and, and what they can learn. And then those that are weaker will get the benefit of working with, with their colleagues and, and learning the material. So uh, – and then finally, just keep recognizing skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world out there uh, – assumes knowledge. You know, knowledge is necessary, but it's not sufficient. So yeah. the f- sufficiency is in your ability to think critically, at the, which means you got to ask questions mm-hmm. and you've got to answer those questions and uh, et cetera. And then also is to, you know, uh, you know, communicate properly in writing. We're not talking text messages right. here. We're talking <laughs> reports that are yep. readable and proper grammar and all that sort of stuff. Uh, oral communications, although students tend to be pretty good at that, mm-hmm. they're used to it. Uh, they're, they're, and I tell them in my class that because they will do presentations that it, that's important. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I I think that uh, you know there'll be some other skill sets that each major will develop, and you got to pay attention to those as well. Absolutely, those are great pieces of advice. Well, well thank I'm, you. we have run out of time, so I, I'm really sorry about that. Let's and do another one. I'm having fun. I was <laughs> going to say, this was kind of fun, and I, I got plenty more things that we can ask. So I want to thank you, Dr. Oh, Martin, for pleasure. being on the show with us today on Gab and Grow. And also, you're our first academic dean that we've interviewed. Oh. So, you know, you're you're my guinea pig. So thank you for being the guinea pig. I've, I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've been listening today and you have questions that came up that we didn't answer, I hope you know the drill. Just email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I'll work to get an answer for you. In the meantime, uh, tune in anytime to listen to Gavin Grow podcasts on your favorite spot. We're on places like SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes, and anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can probably find us. So until the next time, thanks again, and bye-bye. <laughs>